Welcome to episode 219 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, welcome along to episode 219 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How are you going, mate? I'm flabbergasted. You're, why are you flabbergasted? Well, we'll go into that in point one of the news. Oh, oh okay. I, I know where you're flabbergasted. Yes. And it's a reason to be flabbergasted, isn't it, John? It is very flabbergasted. I'm pretty flabbergasted as well, John. Good. This is going to be a flabbergasting show. The flabbergasting show. The flabbergasting show with his team. I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by, we've got some news here. Coffeesofhawaii.com. The world's best coffee. See what it is like a coffee. Nice. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. Put your results on this so you can tell the world. Triathlontoons.com. Get your tunes now because it's the coolest place to get the coolest look of yourself. That's right. And Extreme Endurance. Extreme Endurance. We've got a new sponsor called Extreme Endurance and they are going to provide a supplement that will change your life, John. That's right. We're going to have an interview with one of the top dogs there, Sandy, later on the show, and we'll explain all about that. And just before we get into the show, we're like now we've got four sponsors, and we know that that's kind of like, that's kind of the limit we're going to have, isn't it? Yep. We're only ever going to have four, and we are going to change the format of how we do the sponsors now, so we're not just going to talk for a while at the end. We're going to kind of do one per maybe every 15 minutes of the show, 20 minutes of the show, so uh, that way we're not kind of bombarding you all with sponsors at one time, And uh, but just for you guys to know that this will be the last one we have, we'll only ever have four at one time, that's so, right. because we don't want to sell out. That's right. No. Never sell. <laughs> We criticise the WTC, you know, we can't, we can't sell out ourselves. So, um, I am talked brought to you by yeah. Sleepy Bibs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, so, in this week's show, what have we got? We've got a bit of news. We've got a bit of news. We've got a. Um, news could be extended today. It could be. We're kind of, there's an interview that could be happening, but we're not really sure. Uh, we've got Age Group of the Week. We've got a high five. What's it on, John? It is on Rookie Mistakes at Iron Man. Ah, the rookies, eh? Uh, Website of the week, uh, we've got an interview with Extreme Enduro, and then we've got some questions and answers at the end. So first of all, news is proudly brought to you by xtry.com. Check them out for the latest news, reviews, interviews with the stars, and you can see a photo of John and I. Do you still put photos on there when you send it through? Sometimes, yeah. We need some new photos, don't we? We do. We haven't done some photos in a while. We've got all our photos from... Oh, you should see some of those. Yeah, from Bruce. Good old Bruce did it. Okay, uh, first of all, last weekend we had a race that's a bit of an iconic race in our world, and it was Challenge Road, and what a day it was, John. Is that why you're flabbergasted? It is why I'm flabbergasted. So you want to talk men's or women's first? We'll go men's first. Okay, we'll go men's. We'll build into it. We'll go build into it. So first of all, men's race, did you keep an eye on the race? It was quite good timing in New Zealand, wasn't it? I watched a little bit on uh, live before I went to bed, and at that stage they were sort I of... I couldn't get the watch, I could only see the, the tracking. Yeah, I was watching the tracking, um, and it, you know, I, was, I was keen to see how Stadler was doing, and at the time when I was watching he had, he had bridged up, but he apparently he was pointing to his quads or something like that, and, and to the camera saying it's not going to happen, and, and Stadler ended up pulling out, which is a real shame, because... You know, on his day, he could just set that course on fire. Well, the thing with Stadler is he hasn't... It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since he's had a result, isn't it? Mm. And, uh, like, I, I don't doubt that this guy's still got some ability, but uh, it would be nice for him just to get one on the board mm. again, eh? Yeah, it's cause very it's, hot and cold. He's either yeah. on, and if everything's not right, he just doesn't... doesn't. It just seems to pack it all in. And there may be other reasons. He may be injured. We, we can't... We don't want to speculate. It's just a pity, because, you know, he's one of those athletes that, when he is on, it's magic, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But it was still a fantastic race. Yeah. Um, 
and a name we well, we probably should have had on our radar a little bit. He ended up finishing in second place, Sebastian um, Kiln. I think we'll go with that. He's a German. He apparently won the the new the challenge one of the half challenge races uh, either earlier this year, and he also I think won Germany seventy point three. So he should have been on the radar. But he went out and set a new bike course record of four hours and fourteen minutes. It's amazing, eh? That is pretty awesome, especially when you consider he's broken. Um, I think it was Jurgen Zach held the record, or Thomas Hellery, one of one of the two. And those guys. No, Stadler just... had the record. Stadler? Yeah, Did I he? think Stadler broke it when he was here last time. I'm pretty. Oh, I wouldn't put my life on it, but I'm pretty no. sure I read somewhere that he broke Stadler's record. Well, one of those three, anyway. Yeah, They're just guys who are legends. Yeah, yeah. It's a 4:14. It's just out of this world, and this is in his first Iron Distance race. Young character too, apparently. Currently quite a young guy, and so, yeah, so name of the future, really. Isn't watch he? out for him. Problem is, he can't swim. Well, he can't. He can swim. He swam 52, which is just not good enough. He's like five minutes off the pace, yeah. so he had to ride that to to get get back. And in realistically, the if he swam with the top guys, he may have won the race. He, he could have been pretty he close, been close yeah. but we've got Rasmus Henning's a very good swimmer so, yep. so that's going to be a bit of a difficulty for him in Kona because he is uh, it's going to be a long way off the pace if, if he was going to go to Kona I guess he's got to qualify first but still an outstanding race okay, so let's talk about a guy like this like he's uh, let's say, assume he's young let's say he's in mid-twenties I'm not sure of his exact age can he get good enough to be in the top pack I don't know, you know, I think... Uh, like five years from now. You know, if you look at someone like, say, again, we often talk about Chris McDonald, crap somewhere when he started, got himself yep. up to at a at a reasonable level, level Ironman, he can he just just he can, yeah, he can just make it, but when it goes to Kona, non-wetsuit, those guys just take it to another level, and that's when you're going to be a couple and of minutes off the pace. And non-wetsuit's hurt you, isn't it? Um, and when there's big packs. And, and, and <coughs> Ironman races... Where there's not a big field and it's often you know, individual time trialing, then sure you can get away with it. But in Kona, if you're not in that pace line group at the front, then it's especially cycling is your, your, your advantage, mm-hmm. eh? Because you but catch hey, it up. But still, Stadler, Stadler's done it. You know, he's ridden from from behind and come through. And if he's that strong, hey, maybe he has got a chance. And he put in a pretty good run. League but there. in one of the Konas that Stadler won, it was a slow swim day. Mm-hmm. You remember? And he made it. Yeah, he made the pack. Yeah, I remember watching the coverage and he came out and I went, holy he's won moly! It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, fantastic race from him. Um, but Rasmus Henning. You know, awesome. Yeah, phenomenal um, way. Seven hours, fifty-two minutes. Good fast times. It's this time of the year we see the fast times, isn't it? It is. Yeah, we've got Austria and any of these races. Forty-six fifty-seven on the swim, four twenty-three on the bike, and then a two thirty-nine on the run. So wow. seven fifty-two. Um, How many guys have gone under two forty? Not a great deal. Yeah, it would be an elite club, deal. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. Um, and that's one of the fastest times of all time. We had uh, Marino Van Honecker went 7.52-something a uh, couple of weeks ago in Austria, and that was, uh, I think, the fourth or the fifth fastest time ever. So this has got to be right up there. Um, well, how motivated they are on the day to, to see how close they're going to... You know, because you must have knew he was within two minutes of... Well, if you, it's, it's, the motivating factor is there's usually big money up, up for it. Um, I know when I was watching old road coverage when we were over in Poland, um, I think there was like... 100,000 euros oh, or something the like that if you beat the record. Really? So he's within two minutes there. He would have had to run a 2.37. Yeah, it's a big difference. But if he'd, um, you know, if he'd just gone a little bit faster on the bike, that's potentially where he could have made it. Um, but still, outstanding race. And yep. that's as fast as anybody has almost ever been on that course. So he's, he's going to be another contender in Kona this year. I remember last year. Yeah, he had the finger arm. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah so... Uh, and then Nicolanis came in at third with a solid uh, 802. Uh, Pete Jacobs, good old friend of the show, Pete Jacobs, came in on a 808. And he was pretty happy with that, I read. Yeah, and he's Gold. consistent former, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, last year's winner? Michael Gollner in, in uh, fifth place. Oh, second, we're just going to find the other ones because we have to have two lists and here. One, one uh, um, and then we had Richard Usher, who was down in ninth. He'll probably be a bit disappointed with that. I'm not sure how focused he is on the tries. I know he's been doing some endurance um, racing. He's a uh, funny athlete, isn't he? Because he kind of just goes wherever the living's going to be made, yeah. isn't he? 
Yeah. Well, and, no, no, it's great. It's yeah. kind of cool that he could turn up to these races and still. But he went eight twenty four as opposed to last year. He was like probably about eight sixteen. Oh no! No, no, he, oh, he was okay, like eight, cool. he was like eight oh five or something like that last year, I think. So, yeah. um, good result, great result for well, not a great result for him actually. It was okay, but yeah, he got checked. Don't, don't be positive, John. Don't be positive. He got checked, and he got checked. But if you get checked by this woman, I don't think you can say he got checked. No, because she's 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 Wonder Woman, <laughs> or, so, or she's Superman. This is why it's the flabbergasting show. Oh mate, she's just a freak of nature, isn't she? If you haven't heard. Finish time for Chrissy Wellington, 8 hours, 19 minutes, and 13 seconds. That is just mind-blowing, isn't it? She was... 33 minutes. Just under 33 minutes in front of Rebecca Keat, who is a fantastic athlete. Should have finished second in Kona last year, according to me. Um, But, you know, she's still in 8.52. Not not as fast as she went last year, but uh, still not a bad race. And we know, you know, prior to... um, Massive split. So between first and fifth, there's an hour and 13-minute difference. And we'll, we'll come on to the, the reason why that's not so bad for those guys later on, um, well, because, prize money-wise. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's just incredible. So her splits were 50 minutes swim, about normal for her, 4.36 on the bike, I'm insane, right. yeah. and then a 2.48 marathon. It's a really balanced race. You know, it's not like she... Blitz one part and just held on at the other part. Yeah. yeah. You know, like in Kona last year, she really killed the bike and didn't run quite as well as perhaps she had hoped. Still a fast run, but not Still yet. Not fast not, run. Yeah. So it's just mind-blowing. Now, that's got to be the world record, doesn't it, for a chick? 8.19? No, 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 for this, the run. Uh... Probably, yes, yes it is. I think I read in the article it was. Um, not by a massive margin. I think Nicole Leader might have held the record there. But I know the year when we raced, those girls, um, Van Vlerken and uh, yep. Eric Chomor, they, they ran about two mid-250s, so yep. 248. It's, it's astonishing. It is a slightly different course. So I had a guy racing there, and he actually thought it was a little bit harder because you ran on the cobbles a little bit through town. Oh, um, okay. He said that was. A, he thought it was a little bit harder, so it's a slightly different course. Was it more interesting? Didn't comment. Oh, no, no, dude. She said it was it was it was a little bit better, but he said it was harder on his legs, and that was the main thing he focused on. Because one thing with the old one was, as much as running up and down that river was kind of hard work, it was on a gravel surface. Yes. Surface, so yeah. Um, so I, I, I was thinking about this yesterday, though. Um, I mean, I know eight nineteen is astoundingly fast. Well, but you're should, not going to say this. No, but should we may, perhaps maybe have almost expected something in that region? Because if you look at the guys, they race say seven hours, low seven fifty here, that's the best time. You look at Kona, the best times there are usually about eight hours twenty, sometimes down to eight hours fifteen. So there's about a twenty, twenty twenty five to thirty minute difference. When you look at Chrissy's time in Kona last year, she went what about eight fifty something, yeah, low eight fifties. Yeah. So, you know, twenty five minutes quicker than that. Maybe we should have expected about an eight twenty five. Um if you put it in that sort of context, but still. So then are the other women underperforming in that case? Well, but she won Kona by so far. So. No, but I mean, if you compare the top guys to top girls. So if you take Chrissy out of this equation, mm. and you say, okay, well, the top guys in Kona are doing 820, and top, you know, so in theory, you know, she's an hour behind, um, yep. like Keats an hour behind. Um, which which is a sort inning. of standard dis- difference, except, yeah, if you took Chrissy out of the equation, I'd say perhaps now, but Rebecca Keat last year, she did go 8 40 something. 40 something. Yeah, so I'd say that's too. better. But just when you consider two years ago when we raced here, the course record was, uh, I think, 8.51 by Paul and Yubi Fraser, and to take 32 minutes off that. Okay, so here's the question Is Chrissy the best Ironman athlete of all time? Oh, you have to say without a question she but is. male and female. Yeah, I'd say she is. I mean, she's no male is ever dominated by this, by this amount. Like, I mean, no one's touching her, eh? No. Like, like, you no. just, there's not even, like, even if she had a shocking day, mm. she, you know, she'd still win. It's just 
crazy. So, I, know, like, it's one of those, it's, it's a pity. Like, I was riding my bike yesterday. Well, I was just riding to work. I was, <laughs> you know, I wasn't riding. And I was just thinking, it's a pity she's not going to be recognised as, like, in our world, she'll be recognised. And I think Chris is going to be one of those athletes who do break through to the mainstream world mm. because, you know, her success is just phenomenal. But, like people just won't understand how great she is mm. you know like they'll just hear that she wins a lot of races like she is she is a, just a special once in a lifetime athlete oh, isn't she totally you so know imagine like, if a guy turned up and he went you know just rocked up to rope and then went 7.30 yeah it would be, it would be the same sort of thing yeah I, mean, I just can't see it happening but yeah but in very, her world very, and you know what she's still got growth in her yeah I've been doing it for years and I think what she finished 7th overall yeah Britain one of the toughest you know, most competitive fields anywhere in the world. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you look at, you, oh, Chrissy, you're just a freak and, and just a great person for our sport. Oh. Anyway, the rest of the field there. Was yeah, I was there second, some other races. Second, <laughs> second was Rebecca Keat. Third was Theresa Marcel in 909. Belinda Granger hung in there for th- fourth and 915. And uh, Dagmar Mathias was uh, fifth and 925. You want to check out the other ones? Uh, the names of note? No, the names of note. It's all of the, it was the Chrissy show. But it's interesting how the women's field is so much weaker. You've got Chrissy came in at 19, I know that's freakish. But if you look from second through to 10, there's an hour difference between them. Whereas mm. in the boys, oh, wait a second. Yeah, in the guys, it's a lot different. It's uh, an eight, it's 25 minutes. Yeah, so difference in field there. Yeah. Um, anyway, there was other things happening, but uh, that was pretty interesting news, so we did spend a bit longer on it. <laughs> well, that was, that was you know, long, yeah. long. Um, just a quick other thing. Some people have sent through some emails just saying, once again, it's an amazing race. Um, mm-hmm. The atmosphere was absolutely phenomenal. 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 And um, so check out the race, guys. If you want to do an awesome race, check out the challenge. Now, they've changed actually some of their rules there as well, haven't they? We'll go into that. Oh, are we going to go into it, John? No, no, we've got, we've got that coming up in general news. Oh, in general news? Okay, 70.3s. What do we have, John? A couple of quick races there. We had uh, Sam Warner and Craig uh, Alexander winning in... I think it was uh, just pull that up. I can. I don't know the results. Here we go. Here we go. Craig Alexander dominating the dojo in the new seventy point three in racing. Eight um, minutes. Yep, it's three forty eight from Matt White and TJ Tolkinson. The girls side of things, we had uh, good finish. We had uh, Sam Warren took out the girls. Kate Major she took her out by about ten seconds, twelve yeah. seconds. So good to see um, her on top. To be honest, I think. At her best, she's better than that, um, and she'd she'd be, be winning might by more. So hopefully oh, she really? can build on that. Yeah, I mean, when, when she, if she was at her ITU best form, I think she'd be smoking. But uh, you know, she's going to be a really interesting. Okay, so what goes. do you reckon Sam's going to do? I know we talked a little bit about this, but an Ironman. What do you think she's going to pull off? Uh, do you think she could do top five in Kona? Probably. Uh, if she got back to her old form, yes. But it's hard to know. Know. I think maybe top 10 is probably a bit more realistic. Good old Desiree Fickers, good friend of the show, uh, coming in in uh, third place, which is good to see you getting results again. That's right. And we also had the Vine Man 70.3. Good and friends of Vine Man. Uh, who has Vine Man? Vine Man. Vine Man. Probably that one there. Vine or that Man. One Vine there. Man here. Vine Man. Chris Leato took it out from Keegan, uh, Kieran Doe. Good race by him. Yeah, good to um, get some more results. And James Cotter in third on the girls' side of things. How's Miranda Caffrey? Miranda Caffrey spanked it in 415. 2.16. A 116 run. It's solid. It's like the second fastest run of the day. (laughs) A third fastest run of the day. Oh, no. No, about four. But still, no, no, because they've got a few Yeah, but they're only doing 115. She's only a minute 50 off the probably the fastest split there by Paul Attard. Yeah. She outran Chris Leato. Bet she reminded him about that. Yeah. (laughs) Did she? Oh, no, he he, he took him by by Oh, I bet he's skiting big time. (laughs) (laughs) In your face. And Leander Cave came in at second. And who got third? Uh, Thomas Stewart. Thomas Stewart. Nice. So, uh, Vine Man, good old Vine Man. 
And then uh, whatever else we've got here, John? Right, we've got coming up this weekend, we've got... Um, Lake Placid. Lake Placid. Couldn't get a field there for Lake Placid. Last year we had uh, Mark Twilsick take it out from Christian Brader and Jason Shortis. And the girls' side of things last year was at... Uh, Theresa Marcel. Theresa Marcel took it out from Catlin Snow and Sam McGlone. So, yeah, I'm finding with all these North American races, all they, all you can get is just the whole field alphabetically listed. So, unfortunately, we can't give you any news in terms of who's racing and who's not racing. What's all that about, Wiz? Don't know, but uh, Ironman Switzerland, um, last year, they've, uh, we actually got their field somewhere. Oh. Ronnie Shilnick took it out from Stefan Ryson and Abel, uh, Torsten Abel. Now, Ronnie Shilnick's, he's, he's just good, consistent form. I can't quite pull it together in Kona um, for, for an awesome, awesome race. He has been in the top ten, but... Um, Guys talk about him a bit as being a, a potential threat in Kona, so we'll um, see if he repeats again this year. Um, Sybil Meta took out the female last year. Nice. Which is all good. Okay, so this year, who's happening? What's happening Here we John? go. So, the, so I'm in um, Switzerland. They've got their... their, their I've been doing together. the piece, John. Ronnie Schilnick's racing. Um, it's basically, the top three are racing from last year. Stefan Ryzen, Torsten Abel, Matthias Hecht, he's been top ten in Kona, so probably he's uh, definitely a bit of a dark horse. Quite a machine on the... The bike. Um, other than that, they're mostly European athletes that we're not super familiar with. And then on the girls' side of things, uh, Karen Thurig is probably the one that really stands out there along with Rebecca Preston. So yeah. expect to see Karen Thurig smoking the bike um, and having a big lead and then just seeing if any of the girls can run her down. The times. Okay, what else we got on uh, weekend after next? We've got the Long Course Distance Championship, the World Long Distance Championships. And this so year, what's the distance they're doing? So this year it is <clears throat> it's the sort of Nice distance. So I'm pretty sure it's the 4K swim. It's definitely 120 on the bike and 3K, uh, 30K run. So they've they've changed again. Last year they had double Olympic, um, and athletes have been pushing for them to go for the Nice distance. They like that. They seem to think that's a bit fairer. So I know for this year it's definitely that. And I think next what year would be the fairest distance. For a long distance, well, I think that's a really great distance. It doesn't smoke you like an Ironman, um, and I think that, that having a four k swim is, is gives a swim. So four k, what's the right again? One, one twenty and thirty. So I think now that's uh, that would be for the, the pure triathlete who's good at all. Then that would be the best. Well, I mean, t- technically, you know, you talk to Andy Potts, and they probably should have a six or seven k swim. Yeah, but I mean, you know, because he's a swimmer. But I mean, yeah. like, if you were, you know, what would be the best distance? I think that would be the best okay. distance. Good. Um, of, of the races that are around at the moment. Yeah. Okay. No, but I mean, if you were to put on a race. If I was to put on a race? Yeah. I think, that'd be, I think if, you, if you made the swim any longer, I think it would start to put people off. Yeah. So I think that's probably about as good as it gets. Okay. About as good as it gets. Okay, uh, well, you want to talk about this now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, pro qualifying for Kona has now had some amendments. Now, actually, I got an email through from Fegan before saying that uh, it's pretty much... Confirmed, it is. It's mm. on. Um, it's. On, I've got the website up. Uh, the details here, Bevan. If you go to that one there. Yep. So we've talked about most of the ins and outs of it. They have tweaked it, which is great. They've listened to what the pros have said, and uh, I think some of the key changes. If we scroll down here, because I've uh, done my peas on this, Bevan. Um, you know, a, a lot of it hasn't changed. I think. Scroll down. Probably the key thing here that they've changed, and this is one thing we, we talked about: athletes stacking their races towards the end and getting in, and then some athletes missing out. They're having sort of two qualifying periods. So, yeah. the, um, in July, the July the thirty first, I basically go right. This is everybody's points. Um, the top forty um, males, males and twenty five pros. You guys are qualified. Females. Females, um, and then that'll leave the, the balance of the slots available. So that's another 10 males and five females for those athletes that do want to try to chase those points. So through August, um, 
and then that gives those guys a bit longer to train for Kona. So 31st of July, the majority of the athletes will know if they're there or not. And then um, there's not that many Ironmans in August which, which qualify you. There's, I suppose there's Canada, there's... Uh, there's probably UK. And well, they've got 10 spots for males and 5 for females at that time. So I think yeah. that's a, it's a really good move and it gives those the, the top, top guns who have maybe done early season races and they want to just prepare for Kona the, the, the just a little bit of security in terms of their day. They've made some other quick changes. That the, if you win Kona now, you get five years instead of three. They've extended that. They have. But you've still got to do an Ironman. Yeah. <clears throat> so yep. I think that was probably will probably not be particularly pop- popular with the guys that have won the race. Although once you once you go into the age group category, so if you've won the race, let's mm-hmm. say Molina, mm-hmm. you don't have to do an Ironman within that year right. to qualify for Kona. You get okay. there forever. Um, Wildcard entries, and we talked about this, and they obviously got a lot of feedback about saying, "Oh, Lance Armstrong said they're just going to give him a wildcard entry." They really just clarified the wildcard. Their position on that is they want to try to get rid of it, but they've just put it in just in case there's any screw ups with their system. For this year and if somebody misses out that probably should be there but they're, they're saying they're probably not going to be used we're trying not to use it and, and if anything they may get rid of it but I think the thing is is like, I don't know about you but I think most of the, you know, the IM Talk community wouldn't mind if Lance Armstrong got a free entry to the Kona but he'll probably end up racing as an age grouper I guess Really? One, do, you think one, do you think he'd want to race as an age grouper? that's one question I'm going to put to WC when we talk to them oh, I mean, yeah. would, would he get one how would he get in we'll find out yeah, yeah because Everyone understands that's good for our sport. Yeah, you know, and, and we'd love to see top, you know him come as top in our sport. Um, I just uh, one thing I was curious about is how did they allocate the points for race? It's, this is really interesting. So you're going to have different tiers of races as we've discussed. So they've, they've got a list on this website here, and it's got like okay, so for example, Wisconsin gets a thousand points. So if you're a pro, obviously the points get divvied up between the pros in that race. That's a thousand points to win the race. So you've got different. I was levels. able to win. You've got if you scroll up, you've got different. Um, different levels of races so you've got a 6,000 point race so this is for win you get 6,000 points so that's your Kona basically yep. then you've got 4,000 this is for Ironmans you've got a 4,000 point race you've got a 2,000 point race and a 1,000 point race yep. and then you've got 70.3 and that goes right down to basically the 40th place within each race mm. what's interesting though is say Ironman New Zealand is a $50,000 US prize money race yet it's only got 1,000 points to yeah. win so if Cameron Brown wins it he gets 1,000 points and as Vegan was saying here if Cameron Brown won the Ironman New Zealand and came placed and placed um, as he did in Germany he might scrape in but get nearly three times points for his fourth than he'd get for winning Germany which yeah it's, it's, it's a really tricky one to, to, to try to get this right um yeah, I just don't understand how they allocated the races. And that's well, where it could affect races, because like, like now New Zealand, as a pro race, may have struggled to, to appeal to the pros who are trying to get the points. Yeah, it's, it's going it's to be really interesting to see how pros take it. Do they, are they just looking at the prize money, or are they looking at the points? So Ironman New Zealand keeps the same prize money, whereas Ironman Australia drops down to $25,000 US prize money. Really? That is just going to decimate the field there. It's just going to be a crap field. I mean, and, um, and let's look at points. So let's say you go to a place like, uh, well, the world champs aren't going to be the same. Let's what's another high one? Texas. Okay, so Texas, you can pull off uh, a thirteenth place in Texas and get more points than the wind, and you get an Ironman New Zealand. Mm. So, and I know Texas is meant to be a strong field because it's bigger paying and all the rest of it, but I guarantee Cam Brown can easily get a thirteenth top ten in Texas with less effort than winning Ironman mm. New Zealand. It's, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how it pans out. I mean, I guess they're trying to make these races, try, try to 
draw the big guns into the um, the main races with the bigger money and the bigger points, which which I probably applaud and say that's going to be great. We see them going head to head, but it could really affect some of these. Um, I just love to know how to set the criteria for this. You know, like Lanzarote, how do you how do you say that it's only worth a thousand points in comparison to candidates with two thousand? You know, I, like I think they probably have gone strength of field, but let's we'll, we'll go and ask them. I would say, you know, if you look at New Zealand, take Cam Brown out. Of, well, I suppose this year you had Cam Brown and Terenzo, but other years, if you take Cam Brown out of the field, well, it drops down three. Yeah, but then it drops down really yeah, quite true. quickly. Yeah. So we'll, we'll ask them and see how they sort of uh, came out with this allocation. And and, and to their to their. Uh to their credit um, they have acknowledged that this is a new system and they'll review it after a year and make tweaks as they go along so um, it definitely seems to be a step in the right direction I think we'll probably discover throughout the year that there's been some big mistakes made but it's like anything you don't know until you try it eh? positives are Across the board, there's probably. <laughs> there we go. They get positive. I only couldn't think of any. <laughs> I think there's more prize money. Um, if you divvy it, you know, if total prize money is better. The seventy point three series, it's expanding. There's more opportunities for pros. You've got to understand their business sense. They want people racing their races. You can't. You can't. Yep. You can't. You can. You can yep. criticise them for that. that, but I mean, it's it's a business decision. So I think. Well, I just on. think it makes it better because I think if uh, now challenge and and the roof threes of the world have to sharpen up their game, and they have. They have. So Challenge has announced um, during the week that one of the things they're going to do to, to, to try to draw people to their races is they're removing their percentage prize money rule. So they did have that in the past. I can't remember. I think it was similar ten, to, t- similar to Kona. It's like yeah. 8 or 10% of second. Because um, I know that was on my mind when I raced Wanaka that time. Um, so they've removed that. So they basically have their advertised prize money and it gets paid out. So like in, in, in Rote this year, fantastic because... I don't know, I haven't done the calculations, but not many people would have got prize money there in the girls. Yep. But now they all get prize money. Great. So it's 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 a good move, I think. Um, it's great for the pros, and it's probably going to mean they're going to keep drawing in um, those pros, even when people like Chrissy are racing, because she is just going to scare so many people off now, it's not even going to be funny. If she's turning up at a race... And WTC race. You, if you're the second best athlete in the world, you're still going to be 30 minutes behind, potentially. Yeah. Um, not many people are going to get prize money. I'm so. just mind-blown about Chrissy. Like, how many... Th- she could win. Do you think she could win 10 Konas? Oh, it just depends. How, she would just keep winning until she wants to stop. So, so another six years of Kona's. Yeah. She's on th- four. Three. But no, this will be Three, a fourth this year. Yeah. This will be a fourth this Look, year. Look, we're assuming oh, this will be a fourth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I wish she had, like, Paula had had Erin. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be great to see her have a competitor. Mm. You know, but at the moment we can't see it happening, can we? But at, at the same time, um, you know, we say, oh, there's nobody pushing her, but she can just race with the guys now and they can be pushing her. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's definitely motivation so for I her. I don't think she lacks motivation in any area no. at all. No, she's she's a freak. She's, That's good. she's a freak athlete, but also a freak mind. You know, mm. she's apparently, when you talk to the pros about Chrissy's training, mm. she's an animal. Mm. She's like a Lessing type character, isn't she? Just, mm. you know. Just, just kills it. Yeah, great. So good on challenge for um, upping that, well, just keeping that prize money fair for everybody. I can understand both WTC's point. You know, if you're not good enough, you don't get the prize money. But I think Challenge is making a good move there and trying to lure people in. And that's one point of difference, don't they? So mm. good on them. Um, I mean, Texas is about to sell out. So the new race that got announced probably about three weeks ago has now pretty much sold out. Probably so it probably has, yeah, yeah, probably hits by now. Mm. So um, huge success. It is. Yeah, just keep rolling year. them out. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a great race. It sounds like it's and we're big in Texas, so we're bigger than Texas, <laughs> bigger than Texas. Bigger. Um, one other thing that Challenge has also done, they've announced a ninth destination in terms of uh, their racing. It's at Platas, which is it's going to be Platas Challenge Vin uh, Future Ventura. It's yeah. going to be a half distance race. Um, it's going to be on May the first, two thousand and eleven, and this place. 
Fuerteventura is just um, next to Lanzarote, so it's one of those uh, one of the Canary Islands, okay. and it sounds like it's fantastic venue for rays. Probably pretty similar to Lanzarote, pretty hilly, um, but nice and scenic. So good timing, early season race for for you Euro athletes. If you're leading up for say a June, July Ironman race or challenge race, then it's it's good timing to get a half out nice and early in the season. Good times. Um, what's up next? Uh, John's ITU updates. So we had the Hamburg uh, Dextro Energy World Championship Series. Oh, nice, John. And what happened this weekend? Gomez took it out. He's back on top. He's struggling with injuries for this season, but he took it out from Jan Fredino, pulled away on the, on the run. and they That's just, the Olympic winner, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah. it was. Yep. So Gomez is back on top. Um, it's just a, it's just a fantastic race. And my father-in-law was commenting. He just said it was amazing. They basically shut down the centre of Hamburg. It's through all the really? old streets, and they've just got. But they say I'm commenting. You never know how many people they've got. But they say they have like a couple hundred thousand people really? watching. So it's awesome. Um, so good to see him, ra- him race back on top. Well, not so good because the Kiwis aren't back on top. But how did the Kiwis go? They race pretty bad. Um, Bevan Doherty pulled out, and the rest were sort of thirtieth or something like What's that. What's the word? Is that because what you take your top? How many results? Five out of how many races? Eight, I think it is. So, like, if you're having a bad day, you do want to pull out, don't you? Well, especially because um, London is next weekend. So, if you're not if you're not there, you go. Well, I've got a race next weekend. These guys are going to be smoking themselves at the front, and that is going to take sunk out of them. There's an advantage so, to me for yeah. next weekend. So, and anyway, uh, Bradley's racing France. Bradley just raced. Uh, he didn't race, which was interesting. He ended up doing just a part of the French Grand Prix and took that out. He was first. His brother was second. Um, and why, why, why wouldn't he have done? Uh, he's probably got obligations and also a sprint distance race uh, at that level is still moderately high level but he probably just trained, trained through it and he's probably focusing on doing London, London yep. this weekend on the girls side of things it was a uh, six way sprint finish and really? Lisa Norton took it out and this happened, did you see it? Uh, I watched the highlights and was it awesome? it was good <laughs> yeah, but again Kiwis didn't come out on top Andrea was uh, fifth or sixth fifth or sixth um, but it's just it's just interesting that they're, they're all leaving it until the sprint finish these girls and, and the guys as well I'm just wondering why they don't try to go a bit harder and really try to put the hammer down um, some stage before the last 200 metres because then it just becomes a bit of a lottery Yeah. Um, but maybe, they, they, maybe they're just on the river and, and the people maybe they don't want to be the guy who goes out front and everyone follows them and, mm. so yeah. it's interesting but <coughs> one thing they've had on the ITU circuit this year and I know you guys all love my ITU updates is we've had four different rounds <laughs> and, with, and honestly I talk to Joe about it all the time I you I'm like Joe John's going to be doing the ITU update tomorrow he's like really can I come around and I'm like no babe it's special time but in the, in the four, four races this year and they had four different win- winners on both the men's and the women's side which I think is a really healthy yeah, side yeah, for sport yeah it's sport yeah yeah you're riveted I know well no but I do, th- I do wonder <laughs> if for exposure sport like every sport needs a superstar does it hurt the sport in that aspect well I think we've still got Brownlee I, th- I think we've still got those one or two that I think it's good but you know what I mean like for the smaller sports when they get heard of is when they get that one guy who just dominates for a period of time did notice on BBC though that Tim Don made the front page of their sports again, saying oh. he, got, he got third and uh, that managed to make the front page. Oh, Chrissy's, Chrissy's result didn't though. Really? Mm. Mm. Come on, BBC. Mm. We'll, we'll come work for you. I've got to say though, if you want to see some kick-ass production, you go on, go on to triathlon.org and like you watch the you've got the highlights, five minutes highlights. Very sharp. It is it is really onto it. They're oh, bloody okay. good. I'll, I'll do that after the show, John. Good. Okay, uh, discussion of the week. Uh, last week we had a discussion. If you were to choose a single sport athlete to go to Ironman, e.g. Michael Phelps or um, who would you choose with the best chance of winning? Oh, I'm not meant to go to my website. I'm meant to be going to here. Um, and you've got, to, you've got to multitask here because I just realised I haven't got a hot topic of the week for this week so you can try to think of one while, while okay. we're doing this. I will, okay, I will. Okay. Um, um, 
I'm so thinking. yeah, Ben was saying, took, took a single discipline athlete um, and turned them into a triathlete, and, and you wanted them to be kick ass. Who would you choose? Yeah, I mean, and I'm we didn't have we didn't have that many um, comments on there, Bevan. Oh, well, let's let's thoughts? talk about. Uh, wait a second. Yep, he's, um, he's almost there. I'm just having. He's looking at the Malibu Malibu 2010 marathons on November the fourth. If anybody's interested in heading up. And Andrew to, from Athletes was asking if I wanted to do it. I was like, oh yeah, I just yeah, we're gonna just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flat over, just fly <laughs> over, <laughs> pop out of half. Malibu's quite nice, so. Okay, here we go. So James the Wise one, Botel has got Usain Bolt, because everyone else I, th- I could think of could actually make the transition easy. Wow, there you go. That would be an interesting one. I'm thinking he probably wouldn't be the flashiest swimmer. No, he'd be. <laughs> this is not probably not a bad choice here. Stephen Jenner, I would probably pick Jens Voigt uh, as a cyclist, as long distance is about suffering, and he can certainly do that. Um, I haven't clicked on that YouTube link yet. Yeah, I was going to do that this morning, but I got interrupted. Uh, Bevan, next one. Graham McCallum. Uh, I'd probably pick a T Tour de France cyclist, but not one that would be challenging for the win, just uh, to give me a challenge. So to pick a name from the back of the peloton at random, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> I think he could have potential. He is out the back door. I mean, his motivation's clearly gone. What's happening now? It's uh, an interesting race, isn't it? Well, Yesterday's stage was really fascinating, wasn't it? Yeah, this, this morning's was... Uh, I haven't actually seen I just saw the report that Contador was now in, in front. Oh, let's pull it up now. Because um, Andy Schlick had a bike malfunction going oh, up the, the top really? of the Tourmalet or something like that, but I haven't watched the coverage, so you guys probably know better than better than us. Um, yeah, but oh, Lance, it's interesting that Lance is, uh, is really... Yeah, he's just... Doesn't seem that motivated, but I guess you, it wouldn't be once you're out of contention. He was there to, to win or to be on the podium and be in contention. Yeah, and once you, you come on, let's be honest. Mm. Um, Fegan was the final comment. I think Ryan Hall would be a good choice. Certainly fast. Only eight on the seconds, run. but eight seconds. Yeah, but he's got the upper hand. He's the time trialist, um, so he's just got to defend. Oh, is he a good time trialist? Is he? Should be sweet. Well, the, tomorrow's I think the rest day, and then the day after that will basically the more or less decide the tour. That and the time trial going out the Tourmalet, which we've written up. But yeah, be coming up the other. Ollie way. was actually saying he sent an email through asking a question, and he was saying, "Yeah, they can't where we rode." They so we went up there today, and then. Tomorrow's a rest day, I think, and then the day after they're coming up the other side, and it's a hilltop finish. So oh, it's going really? to be uh, decisive. I'd love to watch it. It's good. I've been, I've watched it up there. It's awesome. Oh, um, Fegan was saying Ryan Hall, um, he's apparently hanging out with Chris Lieto now, so he's probably learning how to ride a bike. And Fegan's, just, just in case everybody was interested, <laughs> he's just back from two weeks' holiday in the sixth of France. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hope you had a good time, Fegan. had a good time, mate. Beautiful times. Okay, then let's put a sponsor on, John. So, uh, we wanna, you want to put coffees we're in We're going to say our choices, or we just... Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now, my choice... Oh, who are you going with? I haven't even thought about it, to be honest. Paula Radcliffe. Paula Radcliffe. It's an inspired choice. You've gone female. I've gone female, because uh-huh. she, can, she can clearly... Uh, she's okay at running, and I think... She, I, I reckon she she's got poo. the makeup. Yes, I, yeah. I've got the. I think she looks like she could probably ride a bike. I think she again, she'd be weak in the swim probably, but I'm, I'm putting my money on Paula. Radcliffe. Well, what job would be costing the most time? You can't choose a swimmer because they're going to be. They're going to have a great aerobic engine, <clears throat> and it, it, and I think. But there's too much work to be done in cycling and running. Mm. You know, if you're just going okay, you're going to be racing Ironman next year or two. And you develop yourself. There's too much development. But often they're quite good runners. You know, so say in Andy Potts, he basically made the transition. He was a good runner straight away. So if you could find a swimmer that was a half, that was a reasonable runner, they pro- I think they'd, they'd be. Yeah, but I'm so thinking if you go like someone like Phelps. I doubt Phelps has run much in his life because he's been his whole time in the water. But you go. For, that's where you'd always go for the second or ter- third tier swimmer. The third tier. Third tier. <laughs> but, but the question here was a top one, so we, should, we can't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, 
I think I might go cyclists. Yeah. But cyclists are notoriously bad runners and they're very skinny, so they're probably crap swimmers. But it's just a bit of a game. I mean, who, who would know? If you I'm going to go Contador. Go Contador? Because <laughs> he's winning the tour right yeah, now. He's skinny. <laughs> For eight seconds. Yeah. But lightweight, you know. Light, he is lightweight. <laughs> but all those guys are skinny. Are. Those tall riders. They are, well, so, so runners. Come on, let's look at so top runners. Yes. They're not massive. No, they're not. You certainly wouldn't want to pick <laughs> Show a, me a fast runner who's massive. You wouldn't want to pick a uh, one of the Ethiopian or African runners, I don't think they... Even just us. Like, when you start running, mate, you just... You lose weight. Mm. It's one of the... You just get skinny. Mm. Oh, and I don't want to get any skinny. I hate skinny fact. Okay, here's an ad. So we're going to check on Confidence of Hawaii. We're actually going to put one of their old ads on, aren't we? We're going to put the song... Now, do I have it? If you don't, I'll flick it through. Can you flick it through as soon as you get home? Because otherwise I have to sit around all day waiting for you. Okay, I'll do that for you, honey. Okay. (laughs) Coffees of Hawaii, the world's best coffee, honestly. If you haven't already got it, go on there, check out the website, coffeesofhawaii.com. And one other thing is the new special on there. You can click on there and uh, go into iamtalk.me, click through. There's an extra special on the page. And there's also a deal on there. I think if you buy three bags, you get get one free. Oh, really? Yes. That's what I brand it so good. www.iamtalk.me. Click on the Coffees of Hawaii link and you'll go see our latest special from Coffees of Hawaii. And if you're an overseas listener and you're thinking, oh, it's going to cost you much to, to send it through, click on that page and there's a special deal there that if you spend X amount, you get the shipping for free, so it makes it all worthwhile. And let's be honest, US dollar's bad at the moment, isn't it? Well, New Zealand dollar's very strong. Uh. I'm not sure about the rest of the currencies, but you compared to New Zealand, it is very weak. Enjoy Good the time Kiwis. to buy. Go to the Kiwis. Okay, so uh, here's uh, Coffees of Hawaii. 36 minutes. Hawaii. Here we go. <sighs> Gift time. What to give? Gotta be something Hawaii authentic from the Aina. Here it is. Coffee's of Hawaii is offering its Molokai Estate gift tin. Three half pound bags of great coffee package in a handsome metal box. <laughs> I like the box. This Molokai coffee is 100% grown and processed at the Coffees of Hawaii Plantation in Kuala Pool, where they roast the same day they ship. Go to coffeesofhawaii.com where you can mix and match the new Kono Nightingale Bean or the Island Style Blends. Coffee captures the essence of its soul and weather. That's why at Coffees of Hawaii, we say, Sip the Aina. Essentials Hawaii. Coffeesofhawaii.com And I've got to pull up, John, because it's up here right now. And good old Liam Dolan sent through this week's age group. A few weeks back on this discussion of the week was what to worry about in the days leading up to an Ironman. One response was from a, a tunny? I think it's a tunny. A tunny. I think that's what people listen to iTunes, I guess, a tunny. Oh, nice. I'm guessing. Okay. Uh, and it simply said, being hit by a bus. You probably thought this was a joke, but there's a story, and that's why I'm going to nominate David. No, no. Oh, no. David Tooney from uh, Phoenix Tri Club in Dublin, Ireland, as the age group of the week. June 9th, 2009. Here we go, back in June 2009. David trained hard for his first Ironman, which was going to be Austria on July the 5th. Or out on one of his long rides four weeks before the race, Dave slowed up 
at a set of traffic lights and wakes up in hospital from a fractured collarbone, 15-odd stitches in his head and a cut across his eyeball. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. eyeball would be pretty scary, eh? That'd be scary. Yeah. It doesn't, he doesn't remember exactly what happened, but it seemed as he was hit by a bus and knocked unconscious. The bus never stopped. Wow. Despite the fractured collarbone, Dave decided he would still race. Oh, I can't believe it. That's, that's shocking, eh? Yeah, in, Maybe you didn't in see defense, them. if it was a car, you'd probably know if you had a cyclist. But I reckon if you're driving a bus, you could yeah, potentially do it without knowing. Okay, yeah, I'll give the bus driver some credit here. 7am, uh, we stood by the side by side at the lake shore and waited into the lake once the gun went off. He had a decent swim despite a fractured collarbone and ex- exited in 69 minutes. That's pretty decent with a fractured collarbone, yeah, isn't it? Bad. Through the transition tent, grabbed his bag, got changed and picked up his trusty uh, stead and ready to tackle the 180k of the Austrian Alps. As he ran to mount the line, a rather portly athlete uh, portly athlete ran straight into him and knocked both of them over. Dave landed on the guy's blade spokes. Oh, and split his knee open. This guy's not having a good few months. <laughs> However, he still wouldn't quit. The race doctor stitched him up and reluctantly let Dave continue, exiting T1 just before the cut-off time. So he must have been about an hour, over an hour. Just getting stitched up yeah. and stuff. By the 50k, Dave could hardly turn the pedals and was finally a beaten man. Absolutely dejected, Dave, with the support of his wife, Glenda, vowed to come back and conquer the course, signing up for the 2010 race the following morning. Over the winter, injuries, a loss of mojo, and arrival of beautiful baby. How do you say that one? Eva? <laughs> How do you get that? For, for non, uh, he's Irish, isn't he? Yes. It's A O. I-B-H-E and it's pronounced Eva oh that's right <laughs> meant training didn't go as planned and I looked at one stage that he wouldn't even be going to Austria the support of family and friends he saw Dave make the trip to Austria and despite less than ideal training finish his first Ironman in 9 hours and 51 minutes not bad that's bloody brilliant given the trials and tribulations Dave went through uh, this makes this result even more impressive additionally once upon the t- a time Dave was a fat bastard who could could blame uh, actually balance a pint of beer on his stomach while seated. He now weighs less than a fart. The guy is a legend. And that's, that's, that's pretty a, impressive, isn't it? It's a good story. It shows resilience, wanting to get out there and race when you're injured and when then you when you get doubly injured. Um, imagine imagine on race day, imagine that, you know, you've come over the bus thing. You're feeling like absolute crap, you know, and, you're, and you're kind of, you've got all the reasons not to be there in a the race. And then some idiot runs into you and you really cut your knee. Yeah. That would just you would not be happy. No. But like Lance Armstrong the other day on the tour when he like crashed twice and then he was going up at the final climb and somebody just fell off in front of him and he just put his hands up and just went, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's bad luck, way. but I think he showed a lot of fortitude and a lot of strength to Good actually come back and um, obviously didn't have the ideal build-up to, to, to Austria and, and this year. Pull off, it, pull off a sub-10 in your first Ironman. Very impressive. That's pretty great. And he would have had to probably go through plenty of sleepless nights with the little Eva. beautiful baby Eva. Um, so very solid effort and, uh, and, and we're impressed and we like hearing stories like Imagine having a gut. What? Imagine having a gut. Yeah. <laughs> you you right imagine that. Imagine yeah. that. me have to like, look, my jacket's got big on here. Just, there you like go, Bevan's got it. i got my jacket on and I'm sitting here right now. i got my bottle of beer. Yeah. It looks like a beer bottle too, doesn't it? Does. it? Have a drink. Yeah. It looks like you have a You when you're beer, don't you? Yeah. Because I remember when I was a kid, where are we when you first tried a beer? Oh, uh, I would have probably said I yeah, my mate Mark Haywood. Mark Haywood was so skinny. He was a super yeah. skinny guy. And he was he was the funniest mate I had. And he used to steal his dad's beer and bring yeah. him to school. Yeah. Yeah, is that what you happened not, to? Not to school, but yeah. It was just one beer. We didn't yeah. like get drunk at school or anything. Yeah. And he brought his beer and we, and we had some before school one day. 
And I was just amazed of how well you could burp. Yeah. Uh, that, that was all. I didn't really like the taste of it, but it was just the burp factor. Was, like the burp. And then one day he brought a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Those, those small little ones. He poured water in his old man's one. To, uh, oh, I don't know what happened. Yeah. No, but we drank them. Yeah. But I remember just stressing all day because you just stunk. Like, because yeah, whiskey yeah. was so yeah. strong. Yeah. And the whole day, like, like as a school kid, I was the worst kid in class because I never shut up. That was the quietest day of my yeah, life. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, what was it? Dave wasn't drunk when he did the race because he did a nine fifty one. So Dave, Tony, 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 you are uh, age, age group of the week. week. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, we need some, we need some more age group of the week. So please send them through, and if you send them through, please send a picture as well so we can put them up on our review. Let's, let's do a sponsor now. We're trying to figure out when we're going to do the sponsors, and we've just discovered that we probably need to do one halfway through the news because the news is normally like 30 minutes mm-hmm. so I think maybe next week we'll do one in the news and then one so this week they might be kind of rushed together but it's a learning process for us two team triathlon tunes triathlon. I'm going to pull it up John I'm going to pull it up and you've got to remember if you go on to triathlontoons.com you can choose basically get an, a cartoon created of you or probably it's a great gift idea of somebody else so you can steal a photo off them get it done give them to it as a gift Going styles and pricing, lots of different styles you can choose. You're really paying for the artist, really. So yeah. some artists you'll like more than others, and some will come at different prices. So for example, if you look at someone like Stephen, for a head and body, you're going to pay forty bucks, which is a bargain. Or even head and bust is thirty-four dollars. So you're going to pay that. Whereas if you want to go for someone who's a bit more expensive, someone like uh, Groves, Groves, uh, you're paying $139 but if you look at his his does look more like a, a real artistic piece doesn't it that yeah. he puts a lot more time into so obviously you're paying for the, the artist's time but to be honest you can't really go wrong with any of them eh? no they're all different different styles and, and uh, yeah like the look of them so basically remember that you've got to use the discount code I think it's IMTALK and your discount on uh, orders up it's only going to go for a certain amount of time so get in there one thing I will talk about is once you've actually got your tune done is that you can then actually get them to do products for you yes. so for example if you want to get a cup that you take to work with you as a triathlete that would be, cool. that would be pretty cool wouldn't it or as a, as a gift so you could get the cartoon made for a friend or family or another someone in your tri club get them made on their mug and give it to them as a gift so totally. so on their uh, buy products page you just go on there and click and see all the different gifts they have uh, you can even get posters, posters done frame posters cards stickers stickers yeah nice we should get Bevan and John stickers yeah done. we should eh? unique <laughs> gifts so you can even get like aprons and stuff done so once you've got your car cartoon bumper done, stickers that's car, what we need to get we do don't we so uh, yes. I think mugs would be cool but I, I think it's really great I honestly do and, and um People who are getting it done are just absolutely loving it as well. So and if you go onto imtalk.me, we'll obviously have a link through to the site there, but it's triathlontoons.com. And if you go onto our site, Bevan, um, on either last week's show or the week before, also had the little pictures of us up there as well that they've yep. done so you can sort of see. Uh, hey, but if you, were, if you go to buy one on on their website, John, Triathlon Tunes, order tunes, look at this. Wait, look at that. Oh, <laughs> John, John Newsom winning the race. Going through the start line. Oh, oh yeah, it's only the start line, it's not the finish line. I've jumped the gun again. <laughs> he looks I'm, like, yeah, you always do an early start. Go on two. You go on two. Always go on two. <laughs> he looks like he's pretty happy that he started the race. Yeah, <laughs> you should see the one at the end. He's not so happy. Uh, so, triathlontoons.com. 
Get Put your promo code in and check out, and uh, honestly, you will not be unhappy with what you get. And it's one of those things that you keep forever. You'll use a lot. You'll use it on your Facebook page, on your your Athlinks page, on you know, and it just kind of becomes a bit of a you know in the forums that you're in and stuff as well. So check it out, triathlontunes.com, and also tell people in forums and anywhere that you connect with others. Radio music time. Music time. Let's do some music. More music, John. Here we go. Website of the week and uh, good old. It's a goodie. Is, it's a goodie from, is it from Tryjuicinator? Well, uh, yeah, the tri- it, he didn't send it in, but I took it off his website. So uh, tryjuice.com, I got this um, story off and then went through to the website. The actual website is runtry.com. Okay, so what's the story first of all? So Tryjuice is race analysis for the hardest Ironman in the world. Hardest and easiest Ironman. So what um, runtry.com, as a site, we'll go through this article, but it's also a fantastic site basically covering lots of different races around the world and it gives you just a lot of the basic information you need so say the Boston Marathon it goes on there and tells you a bit about the course tips and things like that and it's got a whole bunch of marathons it's got a whole bunch of Ironmans obviously the guy so let's, let's go Wisconsin Ironman Wisconsin I've yep. clicked on that race there now it's gone to run try and it's what, so what, what's happening what, here John? What, so it's what to expect and it's got um, a lot of stuff that you probably get off the the, the, the you know, Ironman website as well but it's also got the some, some tips on pre-race stuff got some tips on race day stuff um, it's got it's Kona allocation slots, um, how to qualify, and uh, just a whole bunch of information. It seems to focus more on the run side of things. That's the part that I looked at, and then it gives you tips. You know, a bit like we talked about um, Boston with Albert. You know, what things you want to be looking out for, when you should get to the start line, where you should position yourselves, and so on. So it's um, it's yeah, it's, it's great stuff. But probably the thing I was I was interested to know about was. Um, he did some research into the basically all the times of the Ironman races around the world, how to qualify for Kona, which is the fastest races in the world and which is the slowest. Okay. Um, so fastest overall, is this it? Plus yeah, Kona. but if we go, for example, if we look at um, by age division, he's got 14 different Ironman races. If we go combined finish time, we can find out, and he's got nice little graphical information here saying, say you wanted to go to... So through Austria, isn't it? It's the fastest. Yes. Now, this is a quite. Uh, He's gone age group splits per age group. So, for example, in Austria, for an 18 to 24, average time is 11 hours and 5 minutes. If we go back a page, yep. we want to go to the Kona qualifying. Um, Kona, minimum, minimum qualifying times for Kona. So he's gone through all 15 different Ironman races yep. and given you time. So if, say, you, you were wanting to go, you were Ironman Arizona and you were, the, say, the 40 to 44 age group, the lowest qualifying time there was 9 hours 36 minutes. So he's done this for every age oh, group. That's great. Um, for, for all the different so if you really races. are considering, you know, if you're of the, of the athlete of who's not just trying to finish the race, he actually is looking at qualifying, and maybe you want to choose a race that's really kind of in line with your ability, um, you might go, okay, well, in Florida, I need to do a, a 924 and I'm 25 to 29. That, is that realistic for me? And yeah. if not, then maybe I need to go to a place like Austria. But it's probably all guaranteed to the field it's, as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's also it just it's just another tool you can use to maybe judge where it may be slightly easier to qualify versus um, so what's versus the race. I wonder. Well, it's hard to say because all, all the courses are a bit different. It um, also must depend on how many qualification spots there are in each race. It does, and that's and that's an ever changing thing as well. 
but I think it's just another resource you can use to go and look at where the stronger races are, where the stronger athletes are. It also does the average times, um, and it's also just interesting to look at the stats, you know, in terms of average run times for different races. Um, it's, it's a place to geek out, isn't it, John? Just if you're bored at work and you've got some time, <laughs> runtry.com, um, look at all the, their analysis Charge on it out. qualifying, that's right. Uh, it's just some interesting stuff, so good on if the guy. If you're bored at work and you've got some time. <laughs> it's Raymond um, Britt, good on you for having a bloody good website. Website and uh, and lots of information. And this is this is one of those websites where he might make a little bit of money off it, but it's more of a labour of love. And uh, this guy's obviously pretty interested in this, but it's actually giving you um, information that's really valuable eh? and interesting mm. and fascinating when you've got nothing to do at work. And that's right, and you're a bit bored at work. So runtry.com. But a couple of the interesting um, things were saying that Austria appears to have the fastest average time, which we probably knew. Yep. St George is clearly the hardest, followed by Wisconsin. So that's based really? on average times. Uh, the average bike, but what times about fields? There's fi- oh, I suppose a field's a field, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, do you think field? Do you think you know? Do you think, for example, the New Zealand Ironman field? Click on that one. Is that better than here. the Australian Ironman field? It's hard to say, but look, this here is saying that New Ze- Ironman New Zealand has the um, the fourth, fourth fastest. fastest average times. Wow! But you look at a lot of the, the North American ones, and they're slow average times. Is that because they're a harder course, or is that because the average calibre of the athletes is lesser than say Ironman New Zealand where maybe yeah. they're a little bit more serious likewise with Ironman New Zealand and I don't want to do a gross generalisation about American no, races but no. I would say perhaps maybe some Ooh, of the, careful, you, John. You, you, you don't get as many maybe first timers who see the Hawaii coverage and think I just want to do an Ironman yep. maybe at New Zealand you maybe get some of the slightly more athletic people yeah yeah and let's be honest, New Zealand is hardcore. That's what the, the numbers would, would, would potentially indicate. Obviously, the course... Because New Zealand is not, not an easy course. It's, it's not. And, you know, if you looked at... Um, like, it's not a hard, hard, hard-ass course, but it's not easy. Yeah, so, you know, if you look, say, at comparing New Zealand to, say, Florida, Florida is a much faster course, but yeah. the average time is 20 minutes slower. Yeah. Whereas it's, so that's uh, definitely the field. I would, yeah, I would argue that the course is, say, 15 minutes quicker. Yeah. Arizona, maybe that's a similar sort of field, but the average time is, say... Um, but yeah, the good thing right. is Kona is the fastest field. Which you would... And it's not and it's not the easiest course. No, no but you've you definitely got the best athletes in Kona, haven't you? Yes. Because generally so they've all had to qualify. Just some interesting topics for discussion. Good old train spotting, John. That's what you call it. Interesting facts. So average bike course times range from 5 hours 46 to 7 hours and 2 minutes. Average wow. run times. This is average run time that ranges from 4.17 to 5.10. That's slow, isn't it? I, I, I think that's like what I know, I know, you know, like don't get me wrong. Like I know a lot of you guys listening, there'll be a time you run it in, but I would have thought the average would be a little bit less than that. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? That's probably not surprising because when you look at most races, most people were doing the run and walking it. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many people actually run the whole run, walking por- big portions of the run. Yep. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so you know, it's probably not. You know, when you actually think it is what it is. It is what it is, Sean. The facts are the facts. Okay, uh, do we do another sponsor now? Or do you want no, to do we'll question? Okay. Yep. Do you want to do the interview now? Okay. Yep. Okay. We're going to, so we're going to, we are doing another sponsor now. But this is a, this has also got some good information in there yeah, too. Yeah. So, so we've got a new sponsor on board, and uh, they're called Extreme Endurance or X Endurance, depending on where you are in the world. And you find right. out in a minute. We're going to chuck the interview on now, and we might have a quick talk about it afterwards. Here so go. here is the interview right now. Right, we're very happy to have a, uh, a new supporter, a new sponsor on board for the show. It's a product that we 
certainly like the look of. It's called Extreme Endurance, and uh, not only do we like the look of it, Yvonne Van Vlerken uh, is hammering around the world with it, and also Timo Bracht um, winning races. So this week, just to really kick things off and explain to you guys what the product's all about, um, we've got Sandy from Extreme Endurance on the show, so welcome along, Sandy. Well, thank you. Glad to be on the show. Cool. Hey, um, obviously, thanks for coming on board. And can you maybe just um, explain to, to the audience sort of what Extreme Endurance is and, and sort of the background about how the product came about? You know, that's, that's a great question. I, as a former athlete uh, like, you, like you gentlemen, yeah, I'm always was looking for something to improve the performance of an athlete. And then Every time you, you'd read about some guy being busted for drugs or, you know, doping or something like that, you think there's got to be a way that you can increase athletic performance and do it safely. And uh, I own a company in Europe called uh, Euro Nutrition, and we spent four years developing this, and we came up with a way that we could safely buffer the hydrogen ions, which is the acid side of lactic acid, and uh, in doing so, we were able to dramatically increased athletic performance um and we've we proved that through clinical trials so i mean can you maybe just explain yeah and kind of simple terms terms. so you know if somebody's going along exercising and they decide to you know push the push the pace or even in in say an ironman pace um what's sort of going on in their body and and how this is actually going to, to help them to go faster well, you know, as you as you exercise, you're going to increase the acid you produce in your in your body, and lactic acid is certainly one of those. Lactic acid is both good and bad, and and John, a lot of people don't understand that, but the lactic side of it is actually very good. And and Bevan, you probably know that that the acid side is not so good, and so the acid side is kind of the hydrogen ion side, and so that was the whole goal in this is to keep the good part of, of lactic you know, acid, if you will, and buffer the acid side of it. And, and we were able to accomplish that. And in addition to that, we've added uh, some protease enzymes called papain, which uh, really helps in repairing the micro-muscle tears that one uh, uh, receives when they exercise. And, and that's really where the pain and soreness comes from. So every athlete, I mean, in any sport you can, can think of who's used extreme endurance, not only talks about having uh, a, a greater ability physically to do more and do it longer, but the recovery is amazing because they're just not as sore and they recover and keep going on. And certainly Yvonne, uh, uh, when she first used the product, was shocked and she said this has got to be a miracle because she won a race down in, uh, in, uh, earlier this, this, this winter or this year and Right after the race, she went out and continued training, and she goes, "I couldn't believe I could do this." And so, yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty neat product to take. Cool. Now you've you've done some um, pretty. I mean, often you see research from yeah, the actual Bob. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know they, they, they do some pretty um, sometimes misleading stuff in terms of saying what it's done. But you've actually done some 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 blind research. Can you maybe explain how that was done and, and why it's not sort of a, a hoax research and and um, and how, how how you've proved that it's that's that it is legit research? Okay, and that's that's a great question. As a formulator, as a as a manufacturer, as a researcher, uh, you know you see all these products out there that make all these claims, and there may be an ingredient in there in their product that that has been proven maybe to be beneficial, but they've really never really gone out and, and, and done the research. To really do a proper research, it's very expensive, and we did what was called a third-party research, which meant that I hired 
another company, and I hired a, a very large nutraceutical company in Germany, and they went out and uh, hired a research company. So I didn't even know who this research company was. I did. I was involved in the uh, in the protocol on how the product should be used, but uh, there was a uh, clinical study done using 22 um, elite athletes. Six of them were pro uh, triathletes who took part in the study, oh, wow. and it was it was a 30 day study. And I should explain that the the athletes were on the product for 10 days. Some had the active products. The other uh, 11 uh, athletes didn't. So 11 had it. 11 didn't. And they were on it for 10 days. And then there was a washout period so that for the next 10 days, neither group had uh, the use of the product. And then they switched the product, and so and they were on it for another 10 days. So the study went on for a little over 30 days. And at the end of the study, we showed a reduction of a 10-day use of over 15% in lactic acid. Uh-huh. And we had an amazing aerobic threshold uh, uh, improvement. I mean, I, I'll have to tell you, it was 41%. But I, in all honesty, people, many uh, researchers can't, you know, they just can't believe that. But the fact is, when we go back to the data, that's exactly what it was. Wow. wow. So that's pretty yeah. massive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the other thing I should mention is that when you deal with pro athletes, be it in, you know, Ironman or soccer or, uh, you know, rugby or whatever it is, there's always this drug testing going on. And certainly in Olympic sports and, and World uh, mm-hmm. Cup and such. So we took this product uh, and had it uh, tested by the largest sports lab in the world, which is uh, located in the UK, and uh, the company's name is HFL. And we had them um, research the product, test the product, and we have a certification that is certified, uh, tested drug-free. It shows there's no banned substances in it. And every time we do a, a production run of the product, we have it tested again. They uh, they certify our lab that produces a product. They uh, yeah they're 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 world first class and so not only when an athlete takes this they know that they're getting one or very high quality product but it's also you know certified drug free with no banned substances and and it's been proven to work. Are, are, are there many other companies that have that sort of certification out there? No, not really. Uh, none actually. But you can get uh, and what's neat about HFL they've expanded their um, their scope to help uh, nutraceutical companies like myself to get certification. So in the United States, they have a, a product called uh, um, Informed Choice. And so if you saw that logo on a bottle, you could assure that uh, there was no banned substances. And in Europe, uh, we helped launch that, pro- that line called Informed Sport. And so I think we were the first product ever in Europe to actually work with HFL to launch that new logo and do a product awareness to the athletes. Great. That's a good move, isn't it? Um, I mean, we've talked about, you know, obviously, Von Van Vlerken and, and Timo Bracht. Um, maybe tell us about a couple of the other athletes that are, that are currently using the product because you've got quite a diverse, um, diverse range of athletes using it. Yeah, we really do. Um, soccer is, you know, is a huge sport, especially after the World Cup and all. Yeah. Uh, Soccer players who have used the product absolutely fall in love with it because, one, <clears throat> their recovery is so much quicker, and they don't really have the muscle soreness that they had in the past. So we have a great uh, response from the soccer, soccer field. Cyclists, uh, uh, you know, just absolutely can't believe it. We've had some really neat experiences uh, with one of our uh, riders over in, in, uh, in Asia, uh, and he, uh, he, he 
he, he just couldn't believe it. He won his first stage race ever as a pro. And he, he said it was a 20-kilometer hill climb. He said, I broke out after three kilometers. And he said, I knew I was going to get crushed. He says, I just knew it was. And he says, I led all the way to the top and finished. He said, I won my first stage. And he says, I almost felt like I was cheating because I just blew somebody away. So, yeah, we have rowers. You know, uh, I even have one gentleman um, named Mark Miller. And I don't know how big, big Dakar is around the world, but Dakar in Europe is huge. And he's yeah. a professional off-road racer. And he was actually one of my first guinea pigs. And <clears throat> the, he just, you know, he is amazed. He says, I've won Baja 1000. I bought one Baja 100 or 500s. He said, that's a day event. But he said, when you do the, the Dakar, he said, man, you're going 120 miles an hour day after day after day. And you get the bread heat out of you. And he says, <clears throat> he said, this is a product that, that has absolutely helped me so much because I just don't have the soreness and I can go day after day after day. And he said, it's just amazing. Can you just explain um, where we can get it? Obviously, we're going to have a link through to um, xendurance.com, but can you just sort of explain who's, who can get it um, around the world? And you've, you've mentioned to us there's, there's, there's two different websites that people might need to go to depending on where they live. Right. Um, in America, and in, you know, we sell the product as extreme endurance. And the uh, European laws are <clears throat> a little bit different. The word extreme... Uh, indicates maybe something is really special or unique about it or makes a claim. And so they don't let us use the word extreme over there. (laughs) So it's called X-Endurance. And that's our website. You can go to xendurance.com, xendurance.eu, and you can order the product uh, certainly throughout Europe and in North America. Uh, We are getting some new distributors going on in, in South Africa and uh, news, uh, Australia, uh, but uh, mostly we're in the United States and Europe at this point. Nice. Anything else that we kind of need to know about the product that maybe you haven't mentioned? Well, I, I think it's important to note that um, in all the studies that we've done, uh, you need to take the product every day. In other words, if you're a triathlete, you just don't take it a week before your event. This is a product that you would take every day during training, and we recommend a dosage of like three tablets. Uh, twice a day, three in the morning and three in the evening. But if you're going to do a, a, an event, a, a, a big event, you want to go on to what we call a load dosage, and you just bump your dosage up to uh, eight tablets a day, four in the morning, four at night. And you'd want to do that about a week before the event, and I would do it the day of and the day after. And I can assure you anybody who uses this product will definitely know a difference. Why, why, um, why, why so many tablets instead of maybe not having um, one or two? Why, why sort of um, having, having six per day? Well, you know, through the clinicals, we just found that, uh, that, that six per day really worked well, especially when you look at a, a triathlete because you guys, uh, nothing personally, but you guys are from another planet. You guys, <laughs> you, guys, you guys train a lot, and because you put in those hours – you just need to have uh, that that type of dosage no. uh, in the in a bottle is a hundred eighty count bottle. So I mean that's going to last you a month. Yeah, and uh, you know it's very inexpensive for a sports product. Uh, so uh, and many, you know many of our people are surprised that it's so reasonable to price because it does so much and it doesn't cost that much. So for I am talking. And, and while we're at it, yeah, give us the, give us a discount. So we, we've got a we've got a special discount here. Where's the other page, Bevan? You because uh, you, know, you haven't got it. Yeah, we're going to, you know, just since we're a new sponsor here and we want to 
see what kind of response we get. We're going to do uh, a short little uh, discount, and every time that we talk, we'll, we might tweak it a little bit and, and add more. But for the first 25 people that go on uh, either the U.S. site or the European site and uh, and type in uh, uh, our product cool. code, yeah, and uh, I am talk. We're going to go ahead and give a 20% discount off, and uh, which we we hope everyone will take advantage of. And if we go through those 25 people in each uh, country really quickly, we'll we'll expand that as we go on because uh, we just want to make sure everyone gets a chance to use this product. Awesome. Awesome. We'll be um, we'll be talking to some of the um, athletes who have been using extreme, extreme endurance over the next um, next period and get the odd uh, update from Sandy. So, thanks very much for your time, Sandy. And um, you guys check out uh, I am Talk and you can click through to the the page there. Remember to use that code I am Talk and you get yourself a sweet twenty percent discount. Yes, twenty five. Okay, mate. Thanks for your time. Okay, thank you, uh, guys. Have a great day. We're gonna after the show, and I've been using it for like a week now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and and. When it comes to supplements, it's always hard to know, isn't it? Because you don't know, if you, unless you're a real scientific geek about what you're doing with your training, which admittedly I'm not. But two things have made me think that I've definitely got some game from. I had to do a 10k run the other day um, as a part. I did a 16k run. I had to do a 10k at a pretty decent pace, and I, I ran a, a 34.21, which isn't that's pretty solid. It wasn't smoking, but it, <laughs> yeah. like I was, and and I wasn't pushing to max or anything yeah. to do that and when you look at a few weeks ago when I did a 16.50 and I was killing myself yeah. to then do a 34.21 with not killing myself did make me think either well obviously I'm getting fitter but definitely something may come in there as well and on Sunday I did a two and a half hour run uh, then an hour later I had to teach a pump class at the gym mm-hmm. uh, with a cold bath and I'm assuming maybe the, the X extreme the next day Honestly, I felt like I'd done nothing. Yeah. Like, seriously, I, I taught three classes at the gym and felt great. And the good thing is with the research, it is, as Sandy mentioned, it's um, it's legit research, and it also, it's, it stacks up pretty good. Yeah. So um, give it a try and use that discount code. Give it a crack and uh, get on it. Get Extreme on it. endurance. Uh, we'll put a link to that on www. I am talk.me, and you guys can check it out. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. Okay, John, questions and answers. Okay, I've chucked a few in there for you because I always do that. Quick one there from Ben been how do we pass this term score I'm sure we've had that before okay. but it was just interesting we talked about this the other week about how many races uh, Ironman races there are in the states now and there's actually nine so you've got Placid Louisville Wisconsin Kona Florida Arizona St. George Texas just sold out Coeur d'Alene they all sell out and then you've got um, Canada as well which is obviously a North American race and Cozumel um, which is also it's crazy Mexico. I think I've got nine and we've got two in New Zealand one Oh, oh, two, two, yeah, yeah, challenge, yeah. yeah. But yeah. They, they don't both sell but out. they have a lot of other iron distance races. Um, yeah. But they're all selling out. Incredible. So, you know, keep rolling the races me. out. Doesn't surprise me anymore. Look at the population. Yeah. Oh, oh, this Skype, they should close Skype off. Yeah. Um, so, thanks for sending that through, Bevan. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> Michael Shortreed. Uh, I have a question that may fall under the questions, questions and, answers. and answers. Beautiful section. Uh, what I want to know is. Who qualifies to be the elite wave of triathlon? Of course, I know that there are no absolute rules. Uh, I'm hoping that you can give me some general guidelines that would be really helpful for those interested in making the jump from age group wave. It does vary massively from country to country. In New Zealand, for example, you can generally just enter. In the States, you're from, he's from uh, Wisconsin. He's from the Department of Chemistry. At nice. the University so of Wisconsin. Obviously a good athlete and a brainiac. He's, PhD. he's a doctor. PhD. Doctor Do- would be we pretty cool. We should say doctor. 
Doctor short to read. Yeah. Dot World Doctor. Um, what I would suggest you do is basically go to USA Triathlon, and this is what we would do in most other countries, figure out what you need to do to get a, um, a pro card, and that is generally going to be what will get you into an elite wave at... Uh, at the high level races, um, at your local elite race, I just you just contact the race organizer and if you think you're up for it, um, give it a crack. It really it depends if it's a drafting or non-drafting race. If it's a non-drafting race, it's really you're probably going to have more leniency. If it's a drafting race, and if you're not that great a swimmer, just forget about it. Yep. Just don't even don't even dream of it. It's not worth it. <laughs> Eliminate that dream. Yeah. Get rid of it. Okay. Then our next one is from Richard Baines, and uh, good old Baines, he must must be close to having a kid now, mate. Okay, keep yeah, saying that every yeah. time you well, well, it was name. last week, it was three weeks away, so I'm thinking any minute now. Yeah. But anyway, he sent her an email about, um, now you actually brought this up top here. Um, oh, yep, the Liz- Dan Brock. Lisbon Triathlon. You're not paying out for like a year or more. It's poor form, so it's a Liz- uh, Lisbon... Uh, We're going to name and shame. It's a half iron distance race. Dan won it, and this was uh, back in 2009, I think it was. Yep. And uh, didn't get his prize money, and that's just poor form. It, it does happen a bit in triathlon. I'm not giving, not saying it's okay or anything like that. It has happened fairly Sport frequently. Sport for all organised it, but uh, just saying, good event, really well organised, and the rest of it. But and it's been around for a while because we've mentioned it several years. I know, but they haven't paid out his prize money. It is poor, isn't it? It is poor. If you but remember in business, who's the last person you're going to pay out if it's if you if you the if athlete, John, the athlete, athlete screwed. But um, yeah, check it out. Those guys are it's poor form. It really is, and you know, like because like this Dan guy, we actually sent us an email through, and he's a young guy who's, who's got potential. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make it through the next step, and, and he's the athlete we talk about, isn't he? He's mm-hmm. the guy who you know maybe five years from now will be winning some races and stuff, or maybe even sooner than that. Well, I'm sure he hopes he does, and uh, you know. Four or five thousand dollars is what gets you through your weeks to totally. live, yeah, you know. And, and he's saying that he doesn't really even make profit from these races, but it just means that he can keep racing. Mm. And for the for the athlete of, of his stage in his career, you know, you need that money. Fair go. We're going to be or we're going to oh. target fair guys. The two programs in New Zealand that, that get on people's cases if it's poor form, and that's poor form, not paying out prize money. Yeah, so that's really not. If you're going to consider doing the Lisbon Triathlon, um, actually, if you are doing them, email them and say, "Have you paid your pros?" Yeah, you know, I'm like coming, I'm not power to the people, no. John. That's right. Power to the people. Glad you're good at the. Uh, <laughs> glad you're good at the keyboard. <laughs> uh, okay, and good old Ollie Jenner, sausage man. Yes, Mr. Sausage. Yeah, that's what this lady calls him. Um, he's basically well, he's going to do a marathon in November, and he's wondering if there's any websites that have a good tri- training program for a marathon that still include biking and swimming. So he doesn't want to lose his triathlon if training. You, if you go um, to Bobby McGee's website, um, there was they, a running walkman. Yep, he, and he's got a, a running a marathon training guide book there that um, both Bevan and I have looked through, and we've got to do a product review on it at some stage. Um, you know, what, I I did just physically look through. I didn't read it. Right. Okay. Um, it was a lot of it was a lot of just programs. Wasn't it, it was a lot of programs. But go to just do a search for Bobby McGee guy on his site. He's got a marathon training guide and also incorporates some um, swimming and running in there as well. It's also got a marathon training plan. For Ironman, um, so it, it, it does factor those other things in there. So that would be a good place to start. Okay, great. Uh, and links from this week's shows that was that. This was one of the link we'll put up. Um, it was the last week or the week before we did an item on oh, coaching. Yep. Um, it was last week. In terms of if you want to get into coaching, and this so, uh, article here is on triathlon.org.nz, which is our New Zealand Triathlon Federation. Well, it's quite a good article, wasn't it? And it's really you plagiarise it. I, I, I added the link onto my article. It's really more if you're looking for a coach, what you should be looking for. And so if you're getting into coaches, you probably should get looking at getting into coaching, perhaps look at that article and see where you sort of fit in the spectrum. Who's seen that truth? Don't remember, sorry. 
Oh, Sorry. Give some love. I'd like to give love to people who give love to us. Um, okay, I think that's the questions and answers for this week. Last sponsor of the show, good old Athlinks. Good friend of the show, long time lover of the show. <laughs> long time lover. lover. Lady lover. LL Athlinks. That's what LL Cool J stands for. LL stands for Lady Lover. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. See, I've just changed your life again. Life Your life would just be different without me, I'll tell you. So. I'll tell you what, if you want to do the Malibu Triathlon, obviously Malibu, 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 Malibu Marathon. Malibu Marathon. The thing is, he, Andrew emailed me and he said, oh, come on, you should do this. I love it. I do love it when listeners kind of just assume we could just fly over for a, <laughs> because I, you know what, I would love to do the Malibu Marathon. Look at it. That's and it's nice. bloody beautiful. Look at that. Yeah, oh, she's, she's, she's bloody beautiful too. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so if you want to do that, go on Athletes and check out the link to that. But Athletes, John, what are we going to talk about this week? Well, you can, if you haven't, uh, if you're a Facebook person and you put, you like doing all your networking via Facebook, then if you go on Athletes, make sure you keep all your results up to date because as everybody knows, it's the one place where you can keep all your results from all your different races in one place, compare it against your mates. Then if you've got your non-triathlon buddies who aren't on, on Athlinks, then you can basically just export those results onto to Facebook. You pull up your results and there's a little Facebook button there and it explains how it does it. And that flicks, in, flicks it through to, uh, to Facebook and, and you're away. And you can join groups on Facebook. So let's say, for example, you like a retailer or um, a group, you know, like a website that you really like. You can actually join up in groups and you're like, for example, I'm in the Canterbury Triathlon Club. On Athlinks, which I'm a member of. Yes. But it's great because you've got lots of members on there. People like uh, Rachel Harris, uh, Zania Morrison. Zania, who's, who's that picture there with, with Zania? The world's fastest woman. 819. Christy Wellington. Yeah. She's amazing. Good old Muzzle Lep. We've not heard from Holy Hammer. He's taken a bit of a hiatus from uh, from triathlon training. I don't even know if he's still listening to the show or not. Oh, come on, Murray. Just, we're still around yes. but also what they've done so like what Triathlon Club has got on here is they've got their athletes page and lots of members are on there which is really great but they're also like John's gone and put on events so JD uh, who's racing my event this weekend who's that Peter, Peter McLeod he's flying in from Australia really to do my duathlon this weekend I'm sure he's flying in just to do that he is and uh, so so if you've got a club and you actually want a place where and you've got some guys doing some crappy website or you don't even have a crappy website this is a great place to just kind of solve all those problems at once. Go on Athlinks, set up a club page, get everyone, send out an email to everyone in your group, and that way everyone can start talking to each other in the group and have their group results and stuff like that. So you've got, you know, for example, results for people who did the half marathon a couple of weeks ago and so on. Nice. And while you're on there, if you're not on there, make sure you add a photo up. And if you're donating to the show, make sure you put your profile on Athlinks because we use that to give you an appropriate nickname. Well, John does, I don't. Yes. And... Final point, if you're going on there, if you're not or if you're listening to the show, you're not on Athlinks, shame on you. And also shame on you if you're not if you're not shame if you're not joined up to our our club, our page on Athlinks as well. It's yeah. very, very straightforward. How long have you been a member of our, our community? That's right. <laughs> shame on you. Shame on you. But we still love you. Yeah. Okay, uh, so that's uh, Athlinks.com. We don't do sponsor naming all the sponsors now, do we? We don't. No, but that's okay. The show's changing, John. It is. It's an evolving beast. Well, well, you pointed your finger at the computer, which means you were thinking something. That's all right. Athlinks.com, coffeesofway.com, extreme endurance and triathlon tunes. Beautiful. Okay, uh, John, uh, anything else we need to mention? The, What's happening with the juicies? The juicies, I think, are being delivered either today or tomorrow. Okay. Um, and so they'll be out to listeners uh, probably by the end of the week. Oh, really? I'll be sending them out by the end of the week. You didn't give me help you this time. Normally it gives me... Uh, you know, no, we, we haven't got them yet. I'm going to be getting your help. Don't so the, so last week I talked about the, the picture. Yes. How, did you see it? It's a good, good picture. And on the comments page on imtalk.me, good old uh, Fegan loves it. 
Oh, was it Fagan? No, someone else said, where do I get this top? Maybe it was on Facebook. Yeah. Yep. No, Belinda Granger says she's coaching. Okay, Belinda Granger is saying that Chrissy will get top 15 in Kona. Uh, what would she go in Kona? We would just have to look at that. I mean, if she's probably going to go, I guess, 840-something in Kona, 845 maybe, if it's, a good, if it's a good day. Would that get her top 15? Don't know, just have to check the results. Top 15 in Kona. If she does that... Oh, she would have been. What, I, I what thought was she, I thought she was, I thought she was top 20 last year. Wasn't yeah, she, she must have been. Cause I, no, she beat Cam. And Cam no, Cam beat her, didn't he? Because I remember he was pretty happy didn't he get checked. Yeah. I, 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 anyway, we'll have to have a look at the results some other time. Okay, good old Fegan's actually done it. And then uh, Damien Brewer has put on Wild Chrissy does it again. Uh, Dave McKay on Facebook just mentioned how, um, if you haven't seen, read the Born to Run book, mm-hmm. now you read it, you liked it? Yep, it's good. With the rain. And it was Rolly Ward who actually put the helmet forward sticker on there. So, nice. join there. so uh, if you want to join our Facebook page, go on and do that. Okay, John, um, so what's your goss? My goss. Got next giraffe on this weekend. I mean, the JD. JD giraffe on handicap race. Could be carnage. Really? Everybody's basically should be So, so how have you done the handicap? Because the thing I'm wondering is, handicap's always very messy. No, it's very straightforward. You basically list the results from race one. So but what if you get someone who didn't race race one? Well, then I just then that then that does become a little bit messy. But yeah. most of the people did. So know. I didn't. I think I would have got last in the yeah, race one. <laughs> so basically, sort, boom, round everything to the, the nearest minute, resort, done, job done. So really? I think the, the biggest. Is it the same distance. Same distance. So I think the biggest handicap is. Um, so this could be carnage, couldn't it? it? Could be. Everybody, if everybody races at the same time they did, they is should finish within, within, within two minutes. So it could it could be interesting. It's, it's an exciting way of doing a race, isn't it? It's cool. Everybody gets a chance to win. Yeah. And but the thing is, you've also got different distances in there. So the kids, they're actually starting right. Oh, what? Well, so everyone's starting at the same time. No, everybody's starting spread out. But like, there, there'll be different distances. So our novice athletes, they do a slightly shorter race. Um, it is all handicapped. So they should all the kids, the novice athletes, the teams. Well, so every athlete finishes at the same moment. Technically, yes. <laughs> This is a good plan, John. It's going to be fantastic. It's <laughs> or be call the ambulance. Yes. There's only a hundred. You have thousands of people, sure, but we're only going to have maybe a maximum. So what's the, what's this, like, what, the first person to leave, the distance between the first and the last, what's the gap? About 50 minutes. But that's only because the kids do a much shorter race. Yeah. Um, I'd say the difference between, I think the slowest time the first okay, so race John, was one hour 25. Let's say you're, you're, you're the last starter, mm-hmm. you're running through the field, and you're getting to the end, mm. and you're going to win, mm. but you see a little seven-year-old in front of you. Mm. <laughs> Could happen. Do you take the win Could or do you happen. let the seven-year-old win? Yeah. What would you do, John? I'd let the seven-year-old have the glory. You'd, you'd let the kid have the glory. Yes. That'd be, that'd be that. you'd, you'd, you'd have, in the back of your mind, I'm still going to have probably the fastest time, <laughs> so you but they can, take line, they can take line honours. You're going to let the kid win, don't you? Mm. You can't, you can't. What else? Uh, other than that, we've moved back into a house, which is oh, bloody good. big relief, because living out of, uh, out of a suitcase for three weeks was, uh, and being the in-laws, love the in-laws, great. No, <laughs> no problems with them, it's just a hassle of trying to get work done as well. Yeah. Other than it's got that, the internet again. Got the internet oh, again. I'm it. <laughs> and <laughs> other than that, no other gossip. Well, I think I've been what's happening in your world. Well, I had my, I had my monthly challenge, mm-hmm. my free monthly physical challenge, and last month, last weekend we did the... Clip and Climb Challenge. Have you been to Clip and Climb? No, my sister was mentioning it the other day. It's for kids, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, no, well, no it's great. <laughs> no, it's really good because what they have is they have climbs, but then they have three levels in each climb. Right. So the level one, most kids, even level one for some kids will be pretty tough. Mm. But then level two, they'll say, okay, you can only grab the yellow poles or level three. Right. You can. So some of them, if you do level three, so most it's rock, of them, it's rock climbing on a rock wall, is it? Yeah, well, it's, it's not a rock wall. It's more kind of dynamic right. presentation or dynamic kind of 
presented. Um, and uh, so, no, the level threes are really hard. Like, most mm. level threes you can't get. Like, 50-50 of the level threes yep. you can't get. Like, some of them are impossible. Um, well, not impossible, but you'd have to be a pretty good climber. But Andrew Winter and yeah. I... We had a bit of a challenge because yes. they had the, the wall climb. Yes. Sprint up the wall yes, as fast as you can. You're salivating. You're so excited oh, about so it. I'm so excited about it. Well, I shouldn't be because he beat me twice. Oh, dear. He, he dominated yeah, me. Yeah, but he's tall and skinny. He, yeah, but I thought I might get him. The, the first time he dominated me, the second time I thought, no, nah, I'll just go like a, like a right up a wall. Mm. And, and I did. And I thought and I had him for like two thirds of it. But then I just couldn't get a grip on one of them and he came through in those long, lanky arms. When's your next one? Next monthly challenge. How, how, what uh, do you do at the end of the month? Uh, I just do it whenever I'm around. Get him to do my last duathlon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a so, so run, bike, run, bike, run. Okay? I'll give you a special discounted price. When is it? It is on the last weekend of August. I think 29th of August. I'm away. I'm in Canberra. It's no. Toy Story three the second time, John. Sorry, I've seen Toy Story three twice now. Great. Yeah. Great. I just about cry. Good for you. That's pretty sad. He's a bit in it. It's really sad. For Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Woody. Woody. Yeah. Has Thomas into that one yet? Not yet. No. What's his favourite movie? He's got the moment he has got um, Young Einstein's. So oh, okay. DVD. Okay. So one other. Just before I know it's going to be a long show of all time, but there's, there's one other thing, John. Jo, Joe's mother. Rhonda. There's two other things actually. Oh yeah, really? I've got one other thing. Sorry. Oh, this kind of is the long show ever. Mm-hmm. Rhonda Reed, lovely lady, and I, I'm quite fortunate really because the end show. Was that? Listener of the show? I don't think she listens to the show, to be honest, but she should, because I'm, I love her. And uh, me and Rhonda, we, we're tight. We even hug each other, I give her a kiss, it's mm-hmm. great. And, and I'm, I'm feeling part of the family, John. Her and Ken, they're great. It's just, it's, this relationship's gold. Right. But anyway, Rhonda doesn't have a middle name, John. That's Do you have a middle name? What's your yeah, middle name? William. William. Yep. John William Newson. Thomas William Newson. They're very uh, kind of traditional names, aren't they? Yes. Um, and she didn't have a middle name. It was her birthday last week, John. So you know what I got for a middle name? Gave her a nickname. Gave her a, no, I gave her a middle name. Right. And I even made her a poster, and we put it in a, in a frame and everything. Did you go to? Is it? Did you go did to? I the, myself. Get, no, but did you go to? Oh, not, not officially. Not, didn't, you didn't go. Because <laughs> I think that they have to sign it. Birthdays, marriages. <laughs> no. But so her new middle name's Margot. Right. Rhonda Margot Reed. Right. And the reason is, is because Margot Fontaine is your favourite dancer of all time. Right. And so, and you know what? We're tired of John. Right. She loved the present. Got to get along with the in laws. So, John, you're not quite thing? in-laws yet. Oh, well, they can't family. Yeah. You know, I'm in the family photos now. They had the big family photo a couple of weeks ago. I said, Come in, Bevan. Oh, and this was extended yes. family, so I think I've made it, John. Oh, you right. know, you made it when you made the family photo. Finishing news is discussions have happened and it looks like Kona could be happening. Oh, but there, there's one thing that might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But we'll talk about that next week. Okay. But for now, Kona's happening. Okay. Okay. So any donations or that come not. to the show from here forward, Kona's happening. Well, subject to what you're about to tell okay, me. Okay, well, we'll talk about that later on. Okay. Okay, so Kona may be happening, we'll say 75%. Okay. Oh, well, hopefully it does. Iron Russ. Iron Man doesn't. Oh, I'll say it again. Iron Russ. Iron Men don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.